The episode you're about to listen to is actually an interview from our Before You're Ready Summit, where we interviewed 10 amazing women who started exactly where they were with what they had right now to make their dreams a reality. So if we reference the summit in the interview, that's why. Enjoy. I also just wanted to let you know about a free ebook I've created on how to procrastinate your week. It's packed with seven days worth of productivity tips to ignite imperfect action and kick procrastination to the curb. From supercharging your Monday motivation to making sure you get all your work done on Friday afternoon, we've got every day of the week covered. Head to agirlinprogress.com slash procrastination or find the link in our show notes to grab yours. Welcome to A Girl in Progress, the self-development podcast for millennial women working on themselves for themselves. We believe it's possible to strive to become the best version of yourself while also accepting yourself exactly as you are. Whether it's giving you a glimpse into the daily routines of inspiring women or sharing the stories of those who started before they felt ready, this podcast is all about encouraging you to take imperfect action towards your goals and find productivity and success on your own terms. As for me, I'm your host, Emma Norris. I'm a journalist, author, cheese enthusiast, imperfect action coach, and the founder of agirlinprogress.com. Let's get into the episode. Hey, Brooke, thanks so much for coming on the Before You're Ready Summit. Thank you so much for having me. Starting to chat to you again. You were my very first podcast guest, which <laughs> must have been better with technology back then. I feel like we were like... <laughs> I don't, I don't imagine how I swear the older I get, the worse I get. I'm I turning into one of those old people that can't do technology. I like my phone oh. like this. I'm like, what does that say? But anyway, we're here and we're good. So you are a social, social media extraordinaire. You're a speaker. You're the founder of Social Club, um, which is a membership site that teaches people how to grow on Instagram. But I'd love to hear a little bit in your own words what you're doing at the moment, where you come from, and how it's got you to where you are now. Just just the short version. I'm sure there's a lot to pack in there. The short version? Oh, my goodness. So I definitely niche down to Instagram from when I started teaching social media. So now I fully just focus on teaching Instagram. And now I do consul- – uh, no, I only do – like keynote speaking and I also do my social club and that's it because I used to do a million things yeah well I definitely want to ask you and we can kind of start on this note actually did you ever have any hesitations about like doing less and like niching down so much like were you what was your thought process behind that and did you feel like ready to do that to be like I'm just gonna focus on these couple of things So what happened when I first started teaching, because I never had a business plan, I just started teaching some people Instagram and Facebook and it all kind of grew from there. And because I was enjoying what I was doing so much and people were actually getting results and because I thought, like I legitimately thought when I first started this, in six months time, everyone will know what they're doing right? And I won't be able to keep doing this anymore. Wait, when was this? What year are we talking um, about? So this will be... Uh, this year, it will be four years ago. Okay, so Instagram was a thing, but it wasn't like as much of a business thing, I feel like. Um, it well, was just yeah. much smaller. Yeah. You know, it's grown so much in four years. Well, put it this way, it was before stories. It was yeah. when you only had your feed. Yes. So it was much smaller. Um, 
And so my strategy at the time in sort of that first 12 months was just say yes to every single opportunity. Everything you get asked to do, just say yes. And what ended up happening at the end of the 12 months, I had like 16 different services on the go and I was starting to burn out. Like I was really enjoying what I was doing, but I was starting to burn out. So I went through all of the different services and um, I basically just listed them in order from what I was most excited to do every week to least excited to do. And I scrapped the ones that I wasn't excited to do. And that's what I've done every year. Um, just because it is still just me and I'm a one woman band. Um, so I can only do so much. There's only so many hours in the day and I've tried to constantly be led by what I enjoy doing the most, but in turn, you know, so the social club, when I first started, it was quite a small portion of my week. Now it's a full-time job. So that's why I've had to get rid of everything else so I can focus on scaling and growing that yeah I think and the work involved behind the scenes of that yeah. yeah I think it's better to be what is it an inch wide a mile deep like to be like this is my thing that I'm like really focusing on being out of like you're always going to get further with when you can put most of your effort into one thing so I think it's an awesome way to totally. do it and I want to totally. go back to when you first started your business because as you mentioned yeah. you didn't have a business plan how did you how did you start how did you get the word out about you know that you were that you were offering services. Where did it all begin? <laughs> Great question. So I wasn't even offering services. What actually happened was I'd started my business um, after I was working for somebody else and I didn't know anyone other than the people at that job and I didn't know how to meet people. So when you start a business, it's sort of, um, a lot lonelier, I think, than a lot of people realize mm. because you go from working in a big office with heaps of people to literally working at home alone every day. So I went to a networking event just to meet some people and we had to go around the room and share our biggest struggle in business. And every single person at the networking event other than me said social media. And this was at a time when people were only offering social media management. No one was teaching you how to do it yourself yet. So as we went around the room and um, the girls were asking me who was doing my business social media, I, I said to them, I'm doing it myself. It's very easy. Trust me, you can do it. Um, and this is how you can get results from it because I knew how to get results from it. Oh, and sorry, so, what was your business at that time? Was it more just general marketing? Um, events. Oh, events, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, and then the events themselves had their own social media presence as yep. well. Yeah, of course. Um, so, so, yeah. So I just started showing people how to do what I was doing based on originally the people that were in that networking event. And then I also used some um, Perth small business Facebook groups to advertise just these little workshops I was doing from my apartment and it all grew from there. But it was also at a time when, because I wasn't doing as much in my business, I had quite a bit of spare time. So any event that I could find on in Perth, like any networking event, I went to anything and everything because I thought nobody knows who I am, but I know that what I can teach them is really valuable to them. So if I can just get in front of 
as many people face-to-face and meet them as possible. Um, as the word was spreading from the businesses that were coming to the workshops and getting results, everyone that was coming was getting results. So the word was spreading that this person was teaching you how to do social media yourself and get results. And then when I would attend events and say, I'm Brooke, people would be like, oh my gosh, I've heard of you. My friends come to one of your workshops. And naturally, I think the combo of networking and really focusing on sharing people's results is what helped everything grow. Yeah. And that kind of leads me to my next question. So do you think it's ever too early in someone's business to start like doing what you did, like literally just putting their face out there, like chatting to people? Or do you think that's something people should be doing like from the the get go? From the get go, as soon as, as soon as you can, even before you have a business, because even in the past four years, there's girls that I met at the start um, that have changed their business model and or completely pivoted to a different business offering. But because you already know them, you support them because you know that's part of their story. So business is people, you know, business is people. So the more people that you can meet, the, the more your business will grow. Yeah, they get to know you as a person, not just like, yeah. like Emma, the copywriter, or like, you know, like they don't, they're less likely to put you in a box because they're like, they, you know, they know you, they know where you've come from. So like you said, they're more likely to sort of support you when you do like pivot or like, you know, go on totally. that journey. Such a good totally. point. Um, and is there a time that stands out to you that you started doing something in your career before you felt ready? quote, ready, because I don't think it actually exists. I don't think I feel ready yet. Um, There is a feeling that you get that you're onto something good. I can't even explain it, but there's been certain moments along my journey when I felt like an excitement in my bones. And I think it's a combination of you loving what you do knowing that it's getting people results and knowing that there's potential of growth. It's almost like those three things combine and you get this feeling of, oh my God, this is going to work. I can do something with this. It's a very special feeling. And I actually was listening to a podcast and I heard somebody else describe something in that in that similar way and I was like it's so true it's just a feeling that you get yeah yeah it's it's like an instinct that you're on the right track but I feel like it can still be accompanied by like nerves like so how do you distinguish how do you I guess distinguish between like good nerves and bad nerves about something because you know like you can feel like nervous when something's not the right fit but then you can also feel nervous when when it is and how do you fight through those that feeling of like oh like nervous and I'm not quite ready and just do it totally um I read somewhere that in your body nerves and excitement is actually the same feeling so if when you're feeling nervous you can just tell your mind you're excited you're excited you're excited instead of you're nervous it helps to sort of rewire those nervous messages in your brain and turn them into excitement because your body reacts in the same way from nerves to excitement right yeah it's it's the actual same like chemical composition is going on in your body so it's about 
sort of that mind over mind over body power and telling your mind actually you're just excited and if things go wrong or if i get upset i definitely give myself a bit of a schooling and i say to myself you wanted this mm-hmm. like you worked for this and if you don't want it it's your business shut it down don't do it don't do that thing that's making you oh, nervous such a good way and to then, look at it and most of the time you're totally. like I do want this. This is what I totally yeah. Yeah, but I do. I look myself in the mirror and I say, "You wanted this. You created this. You actually created the situation that's now making you nervous. So if you don't like it, walk away from it." And then there's a part of me that's like, "Oh, I don't want to walk away from it." And I'm like, "Well, Brooke, put your big girl pants on and just fucking do it." Yeah. And then I do it, and it all works out. <laughs> I love that. And you do a lot of public speaking. So mm-hmm. you get very nervous about public speaking or are you kind of... No, I nice? never do. Do you know what? I did a lot of drama at school. So did um, I. It didn't help. Did you? It didn't help. I, oh, really? It the situation. Well, it does depend on the situation. So I did a lot of drama. I also then did a lot of modelling. So I modelled from when I was like eight till I was 24. Yeah, so um, confident and, you know, with people looking at you and being in front Yeah. And then do you know what's interesting? When I was running events, just before the doors would open, I would get really nervous. Um, obviously, I wasn't on stage. I was all behind the scenes, but I would feel really nervous. And I've never felt that speaking. So it, I guess it's just I know that what I can deliver is so... Without, oh no, maybe that sounds a bit wanky, but no, I know that no, what I, I can just, teach it is, is so valuable. Yeah, I'm just so excited to tell people because I know it will help them and that takes away any potential nerves. I don't know, I've never been nervous speaking about Instagram. Yeah, maybe because you know it so ever. well. It's just, you know, you know yes. it inside and out and you're probably yeah. very prepared. I feel like being prepared is a, you know. Yeah that's the biggest thing in making you feel as ready as you can be before. Doing totally. That. That's intimidating. I don't think there's a question that I could get that I don't know the answer to. And if I didn't know the answer from, you know, doing so much networking and knowing pretty much everyone that works in the social media space yeah. almost now, I know that I could get the answer. I know the exact person to talk to, to get the answer. Um, so I guess that brings an element of confidence as well. Yeah, um, and I think that's one of the beauties of niching down because you can know your subject matter in, inside and out compared to just knowing a little bit about a lot. Like if you're just like yeah. a marketing generalist, you know, yeah, you might just know a little bit, but you're not going to know the answer to everything. Not that you need totally. to know the answer to everything, but it's always going to help you feel more confident when you yeah. you know it inside and out. But on the flip side, do you have any times in your career that you do like think or like I guess maybe any regrets or times that you were like, maybe I should have waited a bit longer to pursue this or? Yeah. Um, look, there's it's that sort of question of what would you do differently if you did it again? A billion things. Yeah. Every day I would do things differently. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, there's no, and I love reading. I love researching and I love reading, but there's no amount of prep that you can do to start a business. I've never had a baby, but I imagine it's the same as the baby. You can prepare as much as possible, but until you actually do it and learn as you're going, um, you, you, yeah. 
you you can't you can't you yeah, learn on the go as you go along totally and also as you grow more bigger things go wrong that you never saw coming and you've just got to learn and push through them as well it's just it's a part of it yeah absolutely and let's talk about instagram your favorite subject <gasps> i love instagram <laughs> i know <laughs> but i'm ready what do you see, this is not really related to the overall theme of the summer, but I know people want to know, what are you seeing okay. working on Instagram at the moment? Oh, that's a really good question. Okay, personal branding this year is huge. So I think in the past few few years, brands have really been able to hide behind their logo. You just can't anymore. You've got to get your face out there. You've got to invest in some personal branding photography because Social media success and growth is really depicted by the user. It's not set by the marketer. So as brands, we need to do what the people want and the people want to see the people behind the brand. So there's no excuses anymore for that. You've, you've got to get your face online or the face of your team or whoever it is behind the brand because that, that is what people want. Um, what else is working on Instagram at the moment? Um, I definitely think in terms of stories, again, you've got to get on stories. You've got to be um, active on stories and letting people get to see behind the scenes of what it takes to grow your business. Because again, you know, as, as other platforms like TikTok, which is all video is huge, you need to keep up with whatever is going on. And video is the way of the future. So on Instagram, you've got to be on stories as much as possible. Um, definitely something that I'm seeing change is a shift away from the perfectly curated feed um, and really, really styled um, shoots to, you know, less filter or the like no filter look. Because again, it's the rise of authenticity. People are sick of seeing these perfect images and people are sick of just hearing about all the amazing things that happen. And I think that's good. I think that if we can use these platforms, like even um, not last, and so I said this week on, um, uh, this year on Instagram, I was going to try and show more of the downs that happen in business because, you know, with every up, there's a down that matches it. And then um, I think it was last week because every week something happens or yeah. almost every day something every day, happens. Every day, 100%, yeah. Right? And I did a story just, you know, saying something had happened and blah, 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 blah. And I had all these messages, even still to now, people are messaging me being like, are you okay? I saw your story. I'm like, guys, I'm totally fine. Guys, this, this was weeks ago. <laughs> this, and also this happens constantly. Yeah, I just don't share is. it normally. Yeah. I normally only share the good stuff. But this is a normal part of business. Behind the scenes, every day there's shit going wrong and shit going on. So if I can try and, and if brands and everyone can try and just be more authentic to help people understand that it's not just sunshine and roses every single day. And you do have to, be able to face those situations as well, which match all the exciting and wonderful and huge things that happen. So, yeah, I guess they're my big three for probably 2020. Yeah, Is that definitely. Three? Uh, I feel like, there, you know, there was, there was some, I feel like you covered a lot and I feel like okay. that is, you know, I think that is exactly what people want to see and I think it's good, you know, for creators on Instagram as well. It takes the pressure off. 
Not everything totally. has to be perfectly, you know, filtered and like curated. I think the customer service part of your business needs to be perfect always. Mm. There's no room for error in that. Yeah. Um, so but the behind the scenes, which is what social media is meant to be behind the scenes can be more real and can be showcasing the problems and the errors and the mistakes, you know? Yeah, definitely. And what do you think are the biggest things holding people back from like showing more of themselves or their face or their life on Instagram? Like what do you think are some of the biggest mindset things there? Um, the number one thing is judgment, thinking mm -hmm. people will judge them. And the thing is people do judge you. Okay, that's just what happens on this platform. But it seems to be they only judge you once you've grown to a certain amount. Yeah. Like it becomes okay to start trolling someone and saying nasty things to I them. I think you won't once. see it. And you're like... Oh, I don't know what they I'm think. Sure even but, some huge accounts. They, they read the comments. Yeah, yeah, totally. So, And that I completely understand. I completely understand. But what I try and say to my social club members is... Grow with your growth because you will grow with your growth. If you have 10 followers, so only 10 people to judge you, you know? True, so yeah. do your first video then or do your first selfie then or do whatever it is then because chances are those 10 people are your friends and family and they'll support you. <laughs> I'm almost more, I would be almost more nervous to be putting myself out there in front of people I do know than people I don't. Because I guess the people mm. you know, you're like, you know, There's an element of they don't know me, well. they don't have like preconceived ideas. Whereas maybe not so much friends and family, but like, you know, like maybe people you work with and stuff like that. Yeah. Maybe that's yeah, good to have separation, true. like a work yeah. <laughs> business account. <laughs> and a, a sad fact is that a lot of the time, and I don't mean to make it negative, but I'm just making it realistic. Um, it's a lot of your friends and family who judge you. Yeah, and it, it's the strangers on the internet that support you, which is yeah. Odd. But they're probably really judging themselves and thinking, oh, oh 100%. You know, there's a lot of like, oh, well, I'm not doing this. I'm not like going after my own dream. So, yeah, sadly, totally. a lot of that happens. But you know, that says more about them than it does. Any judgment is a projection. Yeah, that's 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 a fact. That's yeah. not even a maybe. It's like this. It's a hundred percent fact. Yeah, but I think most of the time people don't care as much about us as we not uh, not not care about us. But people are usually just thinking about themselves. So, like, I, oh, that's totally. what I try and remember. Like, with you know, any sort of putting myself out there, people aren't really thinking about you. So just do whatever you want to do. Do whatever you want to do because you will find the people that love you. There's a billion people on Instagram, and of that, you will find the people that love you for you the way that you do it. Yeah. So. Just do you, which is my social club motto. You do you. And you will attract the people that love the way that you do you. Very true. And last question. What do you think is the right time for someone to start an Instagram account for their business? Because I think there's like this misconception that you have to like have a website, like a perfectly polished website and all your like professional branding photos. But I think it's better to start it before all that so you can start building a following. Would you agree? Start it six months ago. Yeah. Start it six months ago. It takes about six months to build up trust online. Yeah. So this is the mistake that a lot of businesses make. They say we don't want to launch an Instagram account because our website's not ready for people to purchase. People are not going to purchase the day that you launch an Instagram account. So, so 
it's better that you start it ASAP and you can say coming soon, launching in June or launching end of 2020, curiosity. whatever it is. Absolutely. And at the end of the day, people want value in pretty pictures. So if you can provide value in pretty pictures to help build up that trust and help with the trust purchasing cycle, then what will happen is once you are ready to launch and your website is ready and you have a product or service ready to go, you've got an audience of targeted people who have a need or a want for what it is that you're offering ready to buy off you so true love it awesome so where can everyone find you and social club and do you have any like anything any offers or anything that you would particularly like to direct them to Oh, I do. So Social Club on Instagram lives at Social Club Community. So that's where we share all of the Instagram tips and funny Instagram memes and lols and the things to brighten your day and also the results of our community because the Instagram account for the Social Club is about really highlighting the members and the amazing things that they're doing um, all over the world. And then if you want to follow my journey, it's Brooke Valinovich which is my Instagram account for my personal journey. I do still share Instagram tips and things. It's a tricky one to spell, so we'll have it in there. (laughs) It's a tricky one to spell. Um, And if you go to my website, which is brookvalinovich.com, you can actually download my free ebook. So my ebook is um, 10 DM commandments, and it's how to slide into people's DMs as a business without the sales pitch. So that will give you some good ideas of what to do and what not to do to start building up those connections online. That sounds awesome. I might have to download that. You might have to. (laughs) Well, thank you so much, Brooke, for sharing all your goodness on all things Instagram and just, you know, even just about your journey and some realness with us. It's been awesome chatting with you. It's my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening to the Girl in Progress podcast. If you like what you heard, make sure you hit subscribe and leave us a review. You can also check us out over on agirlinprogress.com, the online destination for women working on themselves for themselves. Or get social with us on Instagram at underscore girlinprogress. Can't wait to see you there.